Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 508. Having a good time. Always having a good time. Having a good time by myself. We did a lot of reminiscing today of some things that we've liked that were old school. I feel like, especially recently, we've just been, we have a lot of feelings about things. On memory lane. Just... And I think that what's what, what happens when you neglect your actual comic book reading and you have to fill an entire hour with just bullshit. <laughs> you have feelings. You have just feelings about things like Avatar and Gargoyles and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and Kevin Smith. And Ke- yes, all the things. All and the I things mean, we important. We a lot more that we talked about. But you're going to have to just listen and find out. So grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 508. Scott Pilgrim is now streaming to watch. Scott Pilgrim is now streaming on Netflix. <laughs> but if they listen to this in a year and it switched to a different streaming, they don't need to know that. <laughs> but that's the news. <laughs> see there is from a bunch of old old pictures old 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 pictures because you're old 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 i know but we did mention that already <laughs> I, I know i just i'm gonna keep saying it even though i'm older than you by a year two, I had, two years I had, I had one friend that gave me the advice of but now that that she's 40 because a lot of my friends are turning 40 in january imagine that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that your friends are around the same age as you <laughs> Shut up. You said it with such shock and surprise. <laughs> a lot of them are friends you went to high school. <laughs> yes, I guess in all things would make sense that my people my age would be my age. But one of them said, though, too, when we were just trying to, like, you know, pretend and calm ourselves that we're not old. And she goes, yeah, someone told me that now that I'm 40, like, I have 10 years I can date up and then 10 years I can date down. Because you can't really do that when you're 30, because then you're dating like 20-year-olds, and who wants well, to do that? if you're a chick, if you're a dude, I don't think it fucking matters. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be like half your age plus five, if you're going to go under. Okay. So like now you can date 25s and up. Oh, I feel like, oh, I don't want to go down in the 20s. No, no, yeah. mature. Hey, there's some chicks out there that are 25 that would put you to shame maturity wise. <laughs> I knew the moment I said that of being mature. Thinking back to myself at 25 and I'm like, ah. Uh. <laughs> but going through the pictures, I like it made me like come to a realization of all these pictures. I have a bunch from either when my parents took them when we were younger and they got them developed. So I have a couple that my mom was giving me over. But for me and my own pictures, about senior year and a bunch through college and then none. Right. And I, while thinking of this, that's a, a lot of people. There was portable, disposable cameras became very cheap and very easily to use. And even like the kind of digital ones then too, you could easily have them and then turn in the zip card and get your you know things printed. But then when the 
you know, cell phone cameras yeah. came up. Then you just stored them in there. You didn't ever really take your cell phone to go or to the... Or, like, even before we all had great cell phone cameras, we all got digital cameras. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So we all had those at that time. Right. So we still... But then once these started taking over, yeah. I still have a really nice digital camera. Right. But I don't ever want to put it in my pocket or think about it. Maybe if I go on vacation, I remember to grab that because the, the zoom is a little bit better. But again... Right. Cameras on phones now kind of beat those ones that we had back in the day. Oh yeah, the ones so we had back then. For bought sure. Bought anything newer in right. the last couple of years, your cell phone camera is way better than that, anyways. Right. And then people just post those pictures online or keep them stored in the cloud. So a lot of people don't have physical no pictures, except for my dad, who for some reason still likes to get things Good for him processed. We um very recently Josh's mom has been going through pictures and she has a, a bunch that she's supposed to bring over and he's going to turn them into books because that's what you can do now. You send them all the pictures and they, instead of putting them in like a photo album, they just print a book of your pictures. That's cool. Which I think is way better. Photo albums are a pain in the ass. They're always falling apart. Yep. Sliding <laughs> Pictures out. are falling out of them. Yeah. So just, that was a revelization. Oh, you invented a new word. It's your first new word of 2023. <laughs> and that's why I brought up this story. <laughs> Didn't think I'd go out on a zinger there with making up a new word. <laughs> that's but... what's the best thing about your words that you make up is they're never on purpose. <laughs> no, they are not. Um, but getting into some nostalgia, I wanted to review this week. Gargoyles number one. As you were saying, Gargoyles number two, you saw just came out. I know this came out last month, but because, you know, we weren't really recording over the holidays, I want to talk about this because this was sweet. Gargoyles is the one franchise that I really, really, really want them to make a movie. And they could make multiple movies, like, easily with the way the series is and how, like, all the characters are. Yeah, question before you go further on mm-hmm. that down that hole though, uh, cartoon or live action? Oh, of the movie. Yeah, well, I want. I would love to see a live action then. Yeah. As, a, but even if they brought this back as a cartoon on Disney Plus, I would be there to watch it. Like Gargoyles was such a unique show. Like, you know, everything you feel like is based, and then I mean, this is a lot of the stories within here were based off some Shakespearean stuff Macbeth was in there a lot and they pulled from those type of uh stories to you know make this world right. feel more full but the whole concept of these gargoyle statues that turn in the statues during the day and then come alive at night like gargoyles was such a cool interesting 90s show so we have this comic book and before even starting, I at the back of the whole thing, there is the cover gallery for all the the different uh, oh, yeah. covers. Wow. There's like 80 different covers for this. All, you know, different styles, some showing different of the gargoyles and the heroes. And I was just like, that's a lot. Yeah. Of... And you're not lying. There are 78. Okay. Oh. So you round it up. Oh, I just I just guesstimated. You but... did a very good job. And and yeah, so I want to kind of throw that out there. But let's get into this story now. 
this the first couple panels i'm reading it as is this are we getting into an origin story again and thank god it does not i mean it, it does to get new readers to know who these characters are mm-hmm. which is how most number one should be right but within this there are a lot of new characters oh and that's where i'm like okay yep this is definitely going to be introducing some people that weren't on the show or if they were they were a one-off in one episode that my memory can't remember, right. but I'm fairly certain some of these new gargoyles that they're teasing here are new because then one of them who uh, is a female from feudal Japan that we met in feudal Japan and then like a little blurb goes, don't ask. So again, they're also telling the readers, if you've been around for a while, you will know Goliath and Brooklyn and you know, so Demona and some of the other uh, main core gargoyles. But then let's introduce some new ones for Yay. these characters to kind of explore and kind of get to know what's going on. And so also within this, we have uh, um, Elisa, who is the main human character throughout the gargoyle show. Okay. And she's officially dating Goliath now, so, which... So weird. Which was a little bit weird. I don't know if this then happened of them dating within the... There was the main first series of Gargoyles that had two seasons. And then there was a brief break. And then there was a third season of Gargoyles that came back that had a whole bunch of new bad guys and everything. And that series, I don't remember so well. And it didn't get as many um, great reviews as how well the first couple seasons were but anyways and that's where a couple of these people could come back from all i'm saying a lot is there are a bunch of different people in here that make up this world of gargoyles and that's what this book really was it was a lot of introductions a lot of where we're at knowing that in the timeline anything you've saw on the tv show happened but obviously this is alluding to other stories have happened where they found some other gargoyles in a different, you know, mm-hmm. place or different uh, civilization. And then you kind of get the the sense of who the bad guys are in this. So uh, Goliath always had this evil twin, Thalog, which is it's not necessarily Goliath backwards, because you have to twitch, switch the T and the H, but right. it's Goliath backwards. Yeah. And so he's a dark, evil clone of him. And it seems like he's about ready to take a new being born gargoyle, because gargoyles can have gargoyles. That was never explored in the show. No. So this one having a, a baby being born, and obviously mm. it has some sort of you know importance to the story. I'm very interested in seeing how that goes about, how these main characters, you know, interact, how well is, you know, the situation, because it seems like still they are hiding as what they would do in the show, but they're still protectors, you know, they come out at night to stop criminals and protect the humans, even though humans are assholes to (laughs) things that are different and think they're the gargoyles are monsters. So. That's a lot to say about the book without really giving anything away of this book because I I don't want to. If anyone is a fan of the cartoon show, 
or in general of gargoyles, you're going to love this. Yes. But it also is only a setup, so it's going to make you really want the next one, which, again, you tell me now it's out. Yep. I need to read that right when we get done recording because so far. So so, so far, far, so, so good. good. So it is written by Greg Weissman, who is the original creator of the animated series. That's ex- That could be why all these characters felt like yeah. they still were a continuation from right. it. That is definitely always like a bonus when the original creator is still. And I don't know, maybe he maybe he owns the property and that that's cool. So he was like, if we're going to do it, I'm going to write it. Um, and then the illustrator is George Kim. I'm going to pronounce it. George Kim Badass. <laughs> it's probably how I would say it. Because <laughs> it's K-A-M-B-A-D-A-I-S. So it's probably like. Not bad at all. Uh, his art is really great, and it's like it doesn't look like the original animation, but it looks like animation. Yeah, it looks like it's close. It's close enough to where it evokes that, but it's but it not. feels modern, mm-hmm. right? Because if you still left it in that style from the original cartoon, it would feel dated at this point. So, so yeah, it was it, it was a good book, and I did you ever watch the show? Yeah. Of okay. course, that's why I picked. I, I so I bought this book with the full intention of reading it, and I just haven't yet. Um, and I don't, I don't remember it a lot because apparently the memory of these sort of things is held in testicles. <laughs> <laughs> because guys seem to remember like the cartoons they watched as children very clearly. <laughs> I just do not have that information stored in my head. Um, but I do remember watching it, and of course, you know. Jonathan Frakes doing the voice and stuff like that. And I was also super into Next Generation at that point as well. So it was just all part of my nerd life back then. Yeah, I think then for you especially, you'll you'll see some of these characters and be like, I kind of remember that or whatever. But you're going to look at them and be like, well, I want to know more if you don't. Right. And you'll be pulled in too. Yeah. Cool. Well, what do you have for I, us? You know... <laughs> I got a whole lot of nothing. Um, <laughs> well, you're talking about the clerks. Book. I did. I caught up on the the quick stops, which, just as a reminder, is a series of comic books that Kevin Smith is doing that are about characters that are mentioned in the View Askew universe but aren't seen. So, um, the first one um, was actually more about. Holden McNeil than anything so that really didn't even stay true to that (laughs) but the second one is about um, Randall and Brody's cousin Walter and if you remember from from Mallrats cousin Walter broke his own neck trying to suck his own dick yep (laughs) so it's that cousin Walter he also shoved a cat up his ass at some point in time I so the whole the whole book is them going to his funeral because he died trying to suck his own dick (laughs) so that was pretty great and also you find out that Brody and um Randall are cousins I don't even think that's brought up in like I never realized they were cousins so that so that was kind of cool and then the third one because there have been two that have come out since I since I reviewed the first one. Um, The third one is about Myra, who is Elias's girlfriend in Clerks 2. And she's the one that has the pussy troll. Okay. Pillow pants. He can't have sex with her because she has a pussy troll named Pillow Pants. So this is the origin story of like Pillow Pants and how 
she li- basically he met her at church camp and she did not want to have sex with him. So she made up a lie about having a pussy troll <laughs> so that she wouldn't. Um, but it also I, have you seen Clerks 3 yet? I still haven't seen Clerks 3 yet. Ugh. It introduces blockchain, which is Elias's little sidekick in Clerks 3. Okay. Um, who's a great little add to the movie? It's it's Kevin's daughter's boyfriend in real life is who plays him. Um, but they're good. I love them. As a huge Kevin Smith fan, like these just fill that kind of void of knowing like you're not going to get a VUS universe movie again anytime soon unless he can pull Mallrats two out of his ass. Well, here's uh something I was just thinking of watching those movies. Very character driven movies yes you are learning the main characters in it but yeah all those random mentions and stuff fills out a world yep that you don't normally see in certain movies and so this is yeah just a great extra yeah. to then get to know those people even more one of the cool things that he did um is that if so he has that that kevin smith club um which is like his version of patreon but it's all hyper focused and self-built around him because mm-hmm. he has a huge ego. <laughs> um, and one of the things they offered if you were in one of the upper tiers there is you could like pay, I guess, or I can't remember how they did it, to to be the person, right? Because like Cousin Walter, nobody knows what he looks like. He's never been seen in the movies. So you can be Cousin Walter. Myra has never been seen in the movies. So you can be her, and they'll draw you into the comic book. So I'm assuming both of the people in here were people that chose to become part of the the comic books. Yeah. Which is cool. It's super cool. I love Kevin Smith, but I'm also not going to give him that much money. So <laughs> he has enough. <laughs> He's gotten enough of my money over the years. I should just get this shit for free now. <laughs> So did he write these ones then? Yes, he's okay. he's he's writing all of them. Um, I think they all have. They definitely all have different cover artists. I can't. So the art on three was done by a person that just goes by one name, which is Tango. And it looks like on the second one, it's a different. So yeah, I think he has a different artist doing each one, which makes sense. He knows so many. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's been fun. I'm excited that he's doing it. I know. Yeah, it, it's it's something that's different. It's not uh, the superhero genre or anything else. It's uh, it's obviously yeah. its own right thing. But yeah. Yep. Yeah. He. They. I mean, they did the Blunt Manning and Chronic comic books back in the heyday um, of that. Yeah, and I have all of those, and they were good too. They were like nice little add-ons to the idea of the movie, but. That's all, you know, I like Kevin Smith. I'll take him. I never knew that. (laughs) They feel very, they're very much in line with the movies. So if you hate Kevin Smith movies, I don't know why you would read these, A, but B, don't read these if you hate his movies. Yeah, because it would, it makes, it It, it wouldn't, well, if you watch them and you hate them, they still would make sense. Yeah, I was going to say they would make sense. You, yeah. Why would you? Why would you even bother if you hate yeah. his movies? Um, but if you really lo- and and if you're a casual participator in the Kevin Smith movies, and I don't even know that you would want. This is for like the people who are like in that world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure, fan service all the way around. 
Well, fan service. I don't know if I talked to you yet or not. Have you seen Avatar 2? No. Or you don't want to? I'm not going to. I thought you were a person that would want to see it. Why? I hated the first one so much. I don't think we've discussed this enough then. No? I'm pretty sure I've said it a couple times on this podcast how controversial my statement about Avatar is. I think it's dumb. I hate it. You didn't even... For even the technical aspects of it I mean, whatever. It was fine. Okay. He's done a lot of shit in his movies to forward the technicality of movie making, and I will give him that. But I'm not going to watch a movie just because, I don't know, he revolutionized 3D and then beat the fuck out of it. Well, I mean, <laughs> Hollywood was trying to beat the fuck out of it, yeah. and they ruined it all. He just perfected it. And Okay, so you haven't seen it. You're not no, going to see it. Not I would highly suggest to see it, even if you hate the plot of it. Because, again, I'm sitting there watching the movie, but not watching the movie. I'm like, that paint that is on this person's face looks so fucking real when yeah. I know it's it's an Avatar thing. It's, like, not real. It's, it's a CGI. beautiful show. I know, but how well the CGI is. Like, practical effects are the way to go. You still watch old Star Wars movies with practical effects, and it feels more real than... Phantom Menace. Sure. Because that CGI sucks. Well, so when yeah, you do... because that was the fucking 90s. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, even even in 10 years, people will still look at this movie and it will look real. Yeah. Like, I, I don't see it getting any better than this. All to say is it is kicking ass at, at the movie theaters and the box sure, office. I'm sure it is. It just passed uh, $1.3 globally. Or sorry, one point nine billion globally. So almost two billion dollars. Yeah. Right where they said they needed to make I So recoup think, the cost of making it. Well, it means obviously the next ones are gonna be they're, made. They're they're already done. They've already made them. That's why this one took so long to fucking come no, out. Oh, they're still I they did them Lord of the Rings style, I'm pretty sure. No, they do not have they have scenes and thoughts, but they don't have mm. they did not go that way. They wanted to. But they did. I think the next two are going to be then filmed that way. Great. Because they, because this was two. I think they have. Is there five. more story to tell in this universe? Okay, so we got to the, we had the jungle. I don't know if you'd call them air nomads because they fly on those dragon things. But we went to the water people. I heard next is the Fire Nation, and we're gonna get Air Avatar: The Last Airbender. I was gonna say now it just sounds like the Last Airbender. Oh. We're going to get some fire people. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know how that. I really don't know how that's going to have interact with what they're going to do with the movie. All yeah. I'm going to say is I, I was kind of a hater going into it. Cause again, I didn't care so much for the first story, right? but I did remember it was breathtaking when I saw it. That's why I went and saw this one. It, it blew my expectations out of the water so much that I'm it's, yeah. Yeah, I uh um I love a beautifully shot movie, which is not what this is. Um it's a beautifully created movie. And I I fucking need a story. I'm sorry. When I watch a movie, I can't just sit there and be like, "Oh, look at how pretty it looks." And like be content with things. It needs to have a good story, and the first one didn't, and I can guarantee you this one doesn't either. <laughs> Just making a 
uh, just an assessment without ever seeing it. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure in my, in my very own personal opinion that that is true. Um, so I probably will never watch it. I'll just let Josh watch it and report back. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I'm, you know, I, I'm the first to admit I'm a huge fucking movie snob. So nobody should listen to my opinions on movies unless you yourselves are also giant movie snobs who are super judgmental. And then we can agree on things. That's why I have you here to balance me out. Because <laughs> you love everything. Yep. <laughs> you still like the MCU, right? Yeah. Uh, did you see a the... little, it gets, it's, it's, it's bordering on a little boring. Well, the last phase was meant to not have all the, you know, we're starting phase five now with yeah. Quantumania. Yes. Did you see the newest of I trailers? I did see the newest trailer. See I who re- was in it? I rewound it a couple, because t- the first time I went through, I was like, I'm sorry, did I just see, can you take that back? Yep. Having um, MODOK? Yeah. Like, it, not only, because they showed two scenes with him, one in like a battle armor, so it looked like his face was done, which... It's probably going to be a lot easier for them CGI-wise in battle scenes right. because the one scene with the face looked ridiculous, oh, yeah. but it looked like him. Right. But as people were saying, like, he's going to look ridiculous. And I love that Marvel just kind of, like... Did you ever watch um, Spy Kids? I did not. I mean, I know of the series. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember if it was Spy Kids or Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. But there's one of them that has... George Lopez in it as the villain. I think it's and two. his face is like all stretched out on a TV, like a sort of like a TV digital monstery sort of guy, and that's what it reminded me of. Okay, was that which I'm not necessarily mad at. Modok is looks fucking ridiculous. Why would the movie version of him not also look ridiculous? But there's a big thing about it too though you know who that actor is what's well, the guy from the ant-man movie that yeah, got played yellow jacket yeah so that's kind of a i mean it's different uh i forget who his name is character wise uh but however that's not who becomes modok in the comic book right but obviously mcu is different and it kind of just makes some sense if he well especially for the giant head part if somehow in the quantum realm his Pim particles fucked up and his head became big, but his body became small. Right. What a genius, weird way to talk about a big-headed person. Right. And yeah. I, I can only assume that's what they're going to have as his yeah, origin. Yeah, there's really... I mean, they, they do try to explain away a lot of stuff, like give it actual, like, legitimate reasons on why things would happen. So I would imagine... That, again, that, you're right. That can only be the reason. But one of the things that... Uh, uh, Kevin Feige said about going into this is what if we had a Avengers movie with only one Avenger? And that's what a lot of people are talking about how this phase five is starting off with Ant-Man, the comedic one, like in all the movies he's been, you know, that, that funny dropping some one liners here or there, but to be like the big star, that is a big mantle to give to Paul Rudd, but Obviously, we know he's going to carry it. Right. But the bigger fact is it's because Kang's in it, and he looks badass in mm-hmm. all the new trailers as well. And Marvel, it's it it's bringing me back. Is what you had kind of said. You're feeling a little bit of... It's bored. 
this feels like it's going to get me interested into the overall story of what's going in. Because the teasers at the end of this are probably going to be big for what's going to happen. Right. And hopefully everything else kind of can meld into it. Because, as I was kind of briefly saying, all these different things in this newest phase just felt like they're their own things, which is fine. Yeah, and that's not even really why I was starting to get bored. It's the movies themselves especially the more recent ones. The TV shows, I just consider their own thing. And some of them were good and some of them were okay. Um, but the the movies, and I'm hoping that they're maybe not going to be this way, but I I don't think that the, that's going to be true, um, is they're just, they're, there's a formula to them. So it's hard for me to keep enjoying something where I can, I know how the story plays out in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's again, it could be fun to look at and it might be funny and, and well-written, but like, I know that this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. And it removes like that when you first started watching them and like all the crazy shit started happening and Mm -hmm. you didn't know who was going to pop up and it just all felt very exciting. And and now that we've kind of gone through that, I'm like, Oh, but what else is there for me now? Like you can't keep escalating that stuff. Could you imagine how insane they would be? (laughs) I can imagine I could see them actually go in that route too. Here's the thing. So we have the phase five starting Avengers Secret Wars is supposed to come out in May 2026. That's like three years from now. Which, in timeline, that's like, okay, that's three years. That's a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. We got some stories to come within here. The problem is the amount of stories they've already said are in there. We have Ant-Man and Wasp, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Marvels, Captain America, New World Order, Thunderbolts, Blade, Deadpool 3, Fantastic Four, Avengers, King Dynasty... Uh, Avengers Secret Wars. Um, Armor Wars hasn't even been announced when it's coming out yet. But then we have the Disney Plus shows, which we have Loki Season 2, Secret Invasion, What If, Echo, Agatha, um, Coven of Chaos and everything. The Daredevil one that's going to be filmed right now. That's a lot of then stuff that they're already talking about making some different projects as well. How are you going to add those in? And so there's lots of speculation that we think what would be the best is move Avengers Secret Wars and the whole all that kind of stuff going. Because that's, I guess, technically maybe phase six, if how they're going to do it, it's going to end on Avengers King Dynasty. And that's probably going to be like uh, Endgame. What was the one before the Secret Wars? The two Avengers movies? In, Infinity War, yeah, and then Endgame. Endgame, yeah. I mean, they're pretty much two movies that would go back to back, even though they came out two different years. That's how I feel they're gonna make King Dynasty and Secret Wars. They're gonna mm. end on King Dynasty, something like a blip. Again, that's just my speculation, right? Yeah, because you know, again, you know the formula, mm-hmm. so it's pretty safe speculation. But the formula I'm saying is there's so much stuff that. I, they're going to need to push them out. Yeah. And I think that would be better to let some things breathe. Cause I feel like within three years to get to uh King dynasty from now, if we're starting this phase, the original one had what the 10 year mm-hmm. mark. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's let these next phases 
go a little bit longer, yeah. take their time to breathe. And I really think we're going to start seeing some movement on some of these dates for some of these you things. You imagine if they took the 10 years, you're going to, you'd be 50. You'd be 50 by the time that movie came out. I mean, that makes sense, but I don't like numbers and math in my birth date anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? It's wild. When these movies started, you were in your 20s. Yep. I and never would have thought we'd get to hear now that no. they are a success. Right. I thought they'd be a mild success and maybe we'd get one or two movies a year and that's it. Yeah. Now I... we have 20 in a year. I know. Well, that's because that's the only thing that'll play in theaters anymore. That's why they keep pushing them out because you used to have one or two or three giant movies like that a year. And then you'd have all of the mid range, you know, dramas and comedies coming out that would support the movie industry in between there. And that's just not happening anymore. Nobody's going to the theater to see those movies. Everybody's right. Everyone who talks about what a, what a terror these movies are to the, um, theater industry they're right they're totally right when's the last time you went to the theater to see a movie that wasn't like the matrix or transformers or a marvel or a dc movie i mean i was gonna say avatar but that's again one of them that yeah. people go to the movies right. for right yeah i don't even yeah i don't really go to the movies per se except for those big one of these ones those big ones yeah so they have to start pumping them out because they have to fill and then all these movies now have to fill the entire theater slate, pretty much, in order for theaters to remain in business and for them to make box office. And these movies are so expensive that you have to keep pumping money. You have to keep getting that money. It has to be constant now because that shit is expensive. And not only expensive, but they don't get the praise and, and rewards that at least the Marvel movies do. Like, no one has really won anything no per se i mean nobody's no that's what happens when you make well, i was gonna say movies like, like that though he, because nobody's really turning in a performance that deems it to be oscar worthy most of the time yeah with the exception of uh, heath ledger's joker oh, at of the end course. but just recently at the critics choice award um angela bassett had won for uh wakanda forever um, as a best, uh, I want to say main actress. She'd That's, be supporting actress. Or yeah, I'd be supporting yeah. actress. But, and I don't know if you did see that movie. What kind of forever? Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, she she was powerful in that movie. I mean, it's Angela Bassett. I know, but I mean, I've seen her <laughs> on plenty of things before. Uh, but to take her gravitas as and put it in, I mean, she was in the other Black Panther too, but. She definitely did carry a lot of right. that, um, the feeling and the weight and the grief in that movie. But I think definitely she deserves. Sure. Who's to say who deserves more and with that? I'm just happy that finally a Marvel movie could be recognized as, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the first Black Panther did pretty well in the award circuit as well. Yes, but a lot of times, I mean, Marvel only gets nominated, though, for the FX or the yeah. costuming, which... Awesome. Kudos to that. Right. But there's some good actor work to do on some of these. I mean, yeah. maybe not like uh, Inglorious Bastards or like some of these other. I don't know. I think you just threw out a Quentin Tarantino movie. 
I was trying to just think of different <laughs> genres um, of movies. So here's the here's the here's the problem is these these actors and actresses star in these movies because they get paid a lot and everybody sees them and they become household names. These scripts don't allow them to be at their best because there's so much CGI work. There's so much they're they're such ensembles that it's hard for one person to really like steal that attention and really, 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 really act. Right? I mean, Tom Holland did great in the last Spider-Man movie. That movie was amazing. I don't think that he should have been nominated for a Best Actor award, though. Right? Because he's he was playing Spider-Man. That's who Tom Holland is. And that's kind of the... When they get cast and you just start seeing them as those people, you you don't think about them as actors anymore. I, yeah. I think about Tom Holland as Spider-Man. <laughs> So why would I give him a word? He's Spider-Man. He's just being Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, that is true. You know, but that I mean, that is good acting. But it's that mindset. And also, like, the Oscars are a joke. It's just a bunch of industry people voting on each other and giving each other pats on the backs. Well, that is true, too. But you made me just think of it. Yeah, he doesn't like Tom Holland doesn't need an award. He's already living his dream. He's right. living my dream. He gets right. to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Hugh Jackman is an amazing actor. And he was awesome as Wolverine. I would never it, Logan was an awesome movie and he and Patrick Stewart both should have received awards for that. I was movie. gonna say because of his acting in that, he was right. being Wolverine, but it's a right. different how he was directed. Right. But you don't give Hugh Jackman an award for being Wolverine because yeah. Hugh Jackman is fucking Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just him. So it's it's sad but true, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, movies like that are just often overlooked for most awards because they're just so big. Though the award is the amount of money you got to be in that movie. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) So uh, our good friend Ezra Miller. Oh, God. uh, Pled guilty in burglary burglary case so that's probably one of his many things that he's got against him yep uh he's got one year probation a 500 hundred dollar fine this sort of shit i'm like i, I feel yeah. like that's not no, enough. there are 100 percent black kids in, in jail for like 20 years because they did the exact same thing he did yeah that just pisses me off yeah and this dude is a piece of work like again if he has some mental things get some help hopefully you can come out of it but all sense of some of the shit he's been doing crazy but uh he's also uh agreed to 41 other conditions as part of the plea deal like random drug testing and no drinking during the course of the year mental health uh, counseling and stuff so i mean if he does lawyers uh, did a good job yes and I'm not, I'm not going to ever say that I'll become a fan of his again, because no. I don't even know if I really was a fan of no. his to begin with. But I can then, at least if he got better, I would then not, like, like really just dislike him. He would just be a whatever right. person. Yeah. I don't know. but he, he should just, he could just stop being an actor. That's fine. I just can't believe they're still coming out with the Flash movie. I thought they canceled that. No, it's going to be the last of their oh. things. I think, and they've already said they've done some new shots. I guarantee they're going to end. They're going to end it with something that resets everything. Yeah. I feel. What does he play? He plays Barry, right? So they could just do a different Flash in the newer movies. That 
have Wally come in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple other flashes, I think. Yeah. That they could pull from. Or you just redo your whole universe. and You could also do that. I mean, they've done it a couple times already. I mean, it wouldn't be out of scope if they really got their shit together and made a DCU. Ten years from now, when they actually get to their culmination, that they could look back and be like, hey, let's maybe, you know, some of these people were in our universes before. If we needed to do, like, Elseworlds or something. Now let's do some cameos. It's 10 years. Right. We've had these new actors, so you can kind of give a little bit of that, like, remember these guys, too? Like, right. let's, let's pull them on out. I don't know. Remember when they were not given the chance to be in good movies? <laughs> yeah. Now that we've made the good movies. Yeah, they got really, they got hosed. So do you know if Sweet Tooth is coming back? It should be. I thought they announced a season two. Because that's what I was... Uh, Oh, it's in post-production. Never mind. I was so going to say, I'm pretty sure I saw like months and months and months ago that they announced that it was renewed. for. I had forgotten all about it. I was, uh, when I was searching for news earlier, I was like, ooh, what's this about Sweet Tooth? Such and... a good show. Uh, it, it sucks that it takes so long. I mean, but that's fine because we're used to having to wait for movies too, so I can wait a little bit for that show. But it was so good. Yep. And I'm looking forward to more of it. Yes, me too. So that got a season two. You know what also got a season two is Velma, which I know you haven't watched. No. And I don't plan on watching. Is that the animated one? Yes. I heard it had terrible reviews. 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Again, I've even more recently started just watching some very bad B-list because sometimes they can be fun. Right. Sometimes my, my sense of humor is different than others, and I yeah. can enjoy a really dumb, dumb movie that sure. people would say. Listen, man, I just rewatched The Burbs the other day. That movie is dumb, but it is so good. Yep. I saw you post that. <laughs> That's a good movie. However, with Velma, it's sad because from what uh, people are, why they're giving it so negative scores is they feel what um it's uh what's her name uh mindy kayleen yeah uh they feel that this was an attempt to make and i don't know if this is all true or not but if it was an attempt for her to make a cartoon show about her because as you can see velma is a young indian girl in this but in order to green light these stories that she wanted to tell they brought in the Mystery Inc. group and made it a Scooby-Doo type series without Scooby-Doo. That sounds... Oh, wait, what? So that's the thing. All these people are reimagined of who they are, but they don't act anything like And there's no Scooby-Doo? And there's no Scooby-Doo. People are thinking he'll be introduced later, and this is like how they joined up and met in high school. Yeah. I'm just like, even there was a cartoon of uh, like a young uh, a pup named Scooby-Doo yeah. where they're all kids in elementary yeah. school. Yeah, that's canon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, I did not know. I knew almost nothing about this show other than it got panned real bad. Um, I did not know Scooby-Doo was not in it. And Josh and I were actually talking about this the other day and he brought up that it, it got, it it's Rotten Tomatoes score was super low. And I was like, listen, I'm the first person to be like, people just need to get over themselves. But 
you can't take something as long lasting. Scooby Doo's been around since the I don't know seventies, right? Yeah, sixties, seventies, seventies, and has maintained an audience that entire time, which is insane. And then take it and just I don't know fuck around with it a little bit, and then expect people to get on board with it will not happen. Not for something like Scooby-Doo. There's a lot of things where people will take it and fuck around with that. I'm like, whatever, fine. I don't need to watch it, but maybe somebody will like it. But this sounded like a terrible idea, and I'm shocked that she was able to get it made. That's the thing. That's where most people are trying to come up with. How the fuck did it get made? Yeah. Speculating that it was one show shoehorning in Scooby-Doo characters makes people think, oh, that's kids are gonna love that yeah obviously though it's made for adults which again i like i like adult humor right however i don't need scooby-doo to be that no it never has been even the movies that they did in the was it the late 90s or was it the early 2000s yeah around then because i know smash mouth was in one of them (laughs) (laughs) and those are a little more adult well, yeah, you have some jokes that Slightly. like go over some kids' yeah. heads, but they're not all piss and fart jokes, right? But they they were still like kids could watch them. Scoot, that's it. Well, again, and I've heard again, I haven't watched it, but I've heard that you know the way the characters act just don't—they're not who they are, right? Like even uh, Shaggy isn't Shaggy enough, and. I don't know. They they did such a great job on that show, and that's probably why it was so balanced with creating this this group of kids who kind of represent everybody, right? You can see yourself in one of the characters always. And when you start removing that, it loses its appeal, I think. Mm-hmm. Poor Scoob. I mean, Fred, Fred would always be like Scoob and... Shaggy, go check out the abandoned, you know, trailer over there. Me and uh, go Daphne do... will go check out the bedroom and Heck yeah, yeah. And listen, he was a kind of a misogynist, but not all the time. Sometimes he was he was protective in a very sweet way, and sometimes Daphne was a complete dumb idiot, and sometimes she was like the fucking chick who saved the day. And mm-hmm. Velma was always very smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the one thing yeah. over all things. Well, actually, so about being smart, obviously this is a different imagine, and she is smart within the show from what I've heard. But there's, you know, the the memes of like the person that's staring and you see those like formulas to like, mm-hmm. they're really thinking really quickly and stuff. I guess one of the screenshots of the animation of the formulas coming up and her trying to think, one of the formulas was wrong. Like, people are like, that's not the quadratic formula or some formula that should be basically known to, like, anyone that... Right. A squared plus B squared equals C C squared. squared. Yeah. And it was somehow wrong on showing that people are like, what the fuck? Like, that is so dumb. They should know by now. I know. With streaming, you can pause that shit infinitely and somebody's going to fucking nitpick the hell out of that shit. (laughs) Tony. (laughs) Um, my last thing, uh, to bring up is Nightwing is turning 100. Wow. He's, Not really, but. He's old for a teenage boy. Yeah, a 100th, uh, ep- or 
not episode uh issue issue there's the word uh just came out and okay. it's a big milestone for yeah. for nightwing for dick grayson who that is one of those things within comic books that i really appreciate when you give the characters an actual life and story beyond what they've been shoehorned in for the longest time mm-hmm. and having a young robin uh grow up like he's never they're never going to go back to making him a young robin unless they just did a random one shot like story of him as a right. kid he is his own person now and he's got well 100 issues behind him to explain he is nightwing now and that's cool but then it also makes you think damn man batman's had a lot of robins and holy shit he's making these kids be vigilante not killers but well well, some of they're them. They're getting their ass kicked still by some, some of henchmen. Them, some of them, some of them yeah. were killers. <laughs> some of them were killed <laughs> temporarily. But, uh, and right now, too, there's a giant event going on in D.C. with the Lazarus, Lazarus Planet, which um, the number one of that came out, uh, I think, two months ago. So I want to start getting into this event. Ultimately, Lazarus Pits, those can do magical things yeah. for people. They are switching people's powers now. So I don't know how, again, Lazarus Planet obviously is meaning something got released on planet Earth and the heroes are starting to. Oh, I know. Like, I know that at least. I'm thinking like Terrigen. Okay. Like, like Terrigen Mist sort of shit. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is like a river flowing underneath Gotham right. or I was picturing an entirely different planet oh. that somehow gave its power to the pools. <laughs> okay. And I was like, this sounds stupid. Well, for some. But, yeah, that makes way more sense. <laughs> so right now, the, uh, within, within that, um, there's a power vacuum with the superheroes and everything becoming either depowered or their powers are just malfunctioning. Or okay. I know I think Supergirl lost her powers. Uh, the Monkey Prince dude, he got an uncontrollable itch now. And it's a weird, just, I don't uncontrollable know. Uncontrollable itch? That's just. Some of the things that they've mentioned going up on this. And so right now, um, with all that going on in Nightwing uh, 101, that's going to come out next week in the Team Titans, uh, we're going to start seeing these people make their home base in Dick Grayson's uh, new uh, city of Bloodhaven. Okay. So, again, he's going to take kind of a central role within this series. But, you know, I'm just proud of the young, young Robin making it to... Look at you. I mean, you know, it seems like milestones happen every other year or 10 times a year for depending on which things we keep going back to. It's the 50th anniversary, 55th anniversary, but right, you can only have one 1,000th one issue or 100th issue. Sorry. One 100th issue. Yeah. <coughs> yep. I was going to say, I don't know if anyone's gotten to 1,000. Um... Yeah, didn't Deadpool? Didn't Deadpool do a thousand? I'm pretty sure both Batman oh. and Superman have had thousands. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. there's been. A... Or was Deadpool's five hundred? I can't remember what that when 500. he got married. You remember that? Yeah. Um, I was trying to find more comic book news, nerd related news. There really isn't a whole lot that's not like. Yeah, the only other thing I was gonna be, I was gonna maybe mention, but I'm, I'll, I'll get into it more when I 
finish uh, up where I'm at in X-Men, but I finally got the solicitations for The Sins of Sinister, the event that I talked about for a while now that's coming out. So, you know, we got a couple different uh, books coming out, like uh, Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants and Nightcrawlers, which I don't know if there's more people than Nightcrawler. Obviously, uh, some of the main books. Demons. Yeah. Um, And then uh, those are coming out. So, again, now that I have the the reading order, um, I'll get caught up and chat about those. Nice. But, yeah, that's really about it. There wasn't that much. No. uh, I'm seeing stuff about Invincible, the second season of Invincible, how there's going to be a reveal of the date they're going to reveal... I hate it when they do that shit. On this day, they're going to tell you what day they're going to announce what day the second season is going to come out. <laughs> but I guess something is coming and for for the news for that show, which is good because that was also another great. This is news that we're going to break some news at some point. <laughs> I know. News. We're going to have news about some news soon. <laughs> so dumb. Um... Yeah, you're right. There's just not, not a bunch. Um, did you happen to catch Last of Us? I believe that just not yet. It looks like it. Um, HBO Max crashed while a lot of people were watching it. I don't know if it was that so many people were watching it, it made it crash, or there was just a system issue. But supposedly. You would think with removing all the stuff off of their platform that they wouldn't have any platform <laughs> yeah. issues because there's so much room there now. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I also heard from some friends that have... Uh, I never played the games, but I, I know the games. Uh, they've said, though, that they've enjoyed the episodes that they've seen. I it's don't just know. the first one. It's just the first one? Just came out. Okay. Just came out. Um, yes, supposedly it's one of the most highly anticipated... HBO shows to come out in a really long time. I mean, um, it's... it has a budget higher than the first five seasons of Game of Thrones. Damn. I mean, damn. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure I'll, I also have not played the game except for like, I think I played for through for the first couple levels of it. It's the sort of game I usually enjoy, but to force myself to sit down and play a video game these days. I'm just so old. I do plan on watching it though, yep. and we'll report back. I will be, I will report back with more news because, as we said, that's it for it this no. week. No, it's so funny when you go through the news and there's like, uh, best comic book movie is streaming on Netflix right now, and it's like, listen, the fact that Scott Pilgrim is on Netflix is not news, but if you haven't seen Scott Pilgrim versus the World, you should totally go watch it. It is the best. Comic I saw book that. Movie ever. I saw that news, and I go. <laughs> Why? I know. And what's funny is I actually just watched that last week because it was streaming. It's so good. It's so good. So good. Anyway. All right. Well, until next time, stay thirsty for news of news. News of news of news. We'll be back soon. You heard it here first. To let you know when we'll be back soon. (laughs) So stay tuned.